You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. And before we come to today's episode, just want to tell everybody that we are back after a long six weeks plus, I think it's been of recharging, resting, you know, getting that strength and energy back on what was a relatively disappointing season last year for, for the Heat. We are back now. Free agency is just about to hit us. We are uh, well, a matter of hours away from it. So uh, we are looking forward to getting right back into the content thick and fast as of now. Please, therefore, subscribe to all our stuff. Follow us on at the Miami Heat UK across all social media networks. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's Miami Heat UK TV. We've got a lot of stuff coming. We've got a lot of old stuff that's being revamped. Game Day from the UK is having a big major overhaul, which is going to so show a lot of production going forward. We're really looking forward to that. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, but there's other stuff as well, which we won't go into right now because I'm still putting in some of the missing pieces to it. But you're not going to want to miss it. So please subscribe to the channel. Joining me today, I've got the UK guys back with me. Missing John Jablonka. He was a late game time decision. Um, but he's, uh, he might jump in. He might jump in a bit later on. But we're without him today. But we are still here with Sam Aquara and Danny Renaud. And Sam, how are you, mate? I'm good. Bring on free agency. I'm so hyped for it. Absolutely. Lots to get into. Danny, how are you, mate? Yeah, so mate, very excited. I'm good, man. Very excited. This is the thing. It is a very exciting time to be a Heat fan, and we know why. Let's get straight into it, guys. Uh, it's the worst kept secret. You know, we're, we're going to get that. Are we going to get done here for, for for tampering and things? We'll see. But it seems like the worst kept secret is about to happen. It could be by the time people listen to this in just a couple of hours' time, it could already be over the line. And that is, of course, the fact that Kyle Lowry looks destined, almost certainly destined for the Miami Heat. It's something that has been reported long and hard for months and months now. Uh, we've been talking about this. It seems like it's going to happen now, barring something quite major at the very last hurdle. But guys, um, the majority of the fan base seem happy. There are still lots of people that aren't, and we're going to come on to that in a minute and some of the pros and cons of this. Um, but I think as a, as a group here, as an account under at the Miami Heat UK, we're all pretty happy with this, right? Sam, I'll start with you. Um, Cole Lowry at the Heat is something that we're crying out for. I, I, I don't think there's anybody here that's going to be moaning at this, is there? I hope not. Absolutely hope not. Because he brings to the table two things which we kept complaining about last season. I mean, he's instant offense. He's a guy who can, you could give him the ball. He could take care of your offense. He could score if he needs to and he could get other guys going. Um, in addition to that, he's he holds his own weight on defense as well. So, yeah, he, he brings a lot to the table and I don't think there'll be anybody in the Heat Twitter or any fan of the Miami Heat that might be against this move. Well, the, the strange thing is, mate, is there is, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. There's lots of people that are, are, are looking at this far too black and white, in my opinion. And it's like, it's like, I feel like Samson, do you, do you even watch basketball? Danny, um, I think you're on the same page as all of us, aren't you? This is nothing but good news, surely. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys remember, I wasn't as high on uh, the Lowry stuff initially. You know, mm. um, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd, you know, I've always uh, said that I think he'd be a great addition. And I think 
also finding out that he was, you know, Jimmy's kind of like one of his closest friends was also a, a thing that kind of pushed it over the line uh, with me as well. Um, but I think, you know, yeah, like you said, it's it's the worst kept secret in the NBA right now that, you know, um, it's very likely that, that 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 Lowry will end up here. And I am pretty excited to see that because, yeah, he, he plugs those holes uh, that we have um, in terms of, well, firstly, having an actual point guard. I know we, we all love Goran, but mm. kind of, you know, not 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 so much the, the floor general uh, as Lowry, uh, but also the, the defensive capability of Lowry as well is going to be a massive uh, boost this team considering you know that was the probably one of the biggest weaknesses of our of our defense on the team last year was that point of attack defense so I think that solves two massive issues so mm. I'm very much on board with it now I wasn't super super hyped with it you know last year but um mm. but now but now it seems like more tangible um I'm very much looking forward to it yeah I'm, I'm excited yeah, that's a good point to bring up as well, because I think his defensive capabilities do get overlooked quite a lot. People maybe just look at the fact that he's small um, and just almost write that off. But he is a very competent defender. And what you said there is exactly the thing. We know what the Heat's main issues are, the glaring problems are. You know, we've, we've never really had a true elite point guard. No disrespect whatsoever to Goran Dragic because he's been exceptional. But we haven't had that, that all-star calibre. Uh, point guard for a very long time and uh, that's what we relax especially with this outset at the moment you know Goran and, and Kendrick Nunn have been brilliant in in flashes uh, throughout their, their their careers with the Heat but uh, th- this is a different level this is somebody that will, will, it will elevate I mean just just adding um, Kyle Lowry alone this is before we talk about any of the other stuff that we're going to come on to and what it means because I think a lot of people are looking at the fact that uh, Cole Lowry doesn't move the needle. Well, it certainly raises the floor. If nothing else, it, it raises the floor to this team just by adding Cole Lowry alone, let alone anybody else. Um, so I, I, I think that let, let's just go over a couple of the criticisms now before I sort of have my like final take on, on this to, to sort of maybe quieten down some of the criticisms. But these are what we sort of hear. I've had quite a lot in the comments both on Twitter and, oh my God, you don't want to have a look at, at Heath Facebook because that's just a different mm-hmm. level. Um, but let's just go through a couple of them first of all people that say he's old 35 years old you're going to be paying uh, a guy who's going to be going to be 35 36 37 maybe 38 whatever it is years old 25 to 30 million sam um what are your initial comebacks on that argument alone that's bs we've just watched the playoff season uh playoffs where you've seen chris paul who's donkey years old and he held his own in the playoffs he showed he Above all, he provided leadership for that Suns team. And like sometimes that's what we, we are lacking on the Heat. We've got Bam, we've got Jimmy Butler, but sometimes we might, we might always need a bit of extra leadership. And like year after year, we see what LeBron does after taking care of his body. And I think basketball is in a different phase. So um, we're not in the 90s or the early 2000s where by the time you're 32, 33, your body's all beaten down. We're starting to see players like play with a bit more longevity in their career and like using that as an excuse to not want Kyle I think that's just a lazy excuse. Mm, it is a lazy excuse and you're right and I'm glad you brought up Chris Paul because that was exactly what I was going to come on to. That's just written proof there that um, these guys now, they play hard, they keep well conditioned. I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to be the same player. Jimmy Butler's still going to be playing effective basketball, good quality, uh, influential basketball at the age of 37, 38 years old because he's how they condition. Chris Paul's exactly the same. Carl Lowry for me stays in that bracket. Uh, Danny, what about the people that say 
30 million, which we don't think it's going to be that according to reports. We don't think it's going to be 30 million. And we think that what the reports were that Five Reasons were saying is that he was looking for three years, 90 million, uh, if it wasn't going to be on a contending team. For example, like a New Orleans Pelican, somebody like that. But we think that it's going to be slightly less than that, maybe around the 25 million a year if he's going to join a contending team, which obviously the Heat hopefully will be. But even then, people that are saying for 25, 30 million per year, uh, that's too much for a Carl Lowry type player. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'll also say BS <laughs> because um, <laughs> there's there's not many um, many of those all star caliber point guards out there. So if you can get your hands on one, um, and that it's gonna it's gonna improve your team, uh, so you you pay the guy right. You know, uh, there's there's no there's no more. Well, at least I believe in the organization. There's no more. Um, you know, getting Tyler Johnsons and, you know, players who aren't guards to play point guards and Josh Richardson's and Justice Winslow's and Bam Adebayo's, you know, I know Bam is great with the handles and he's got yeah. good vision, but, you know, he's not an actual point guard, you know, so, um, yeah, he's a good, he's a good point guard. So, so if you can get him, uh, you know, for a decent amount, you know, 25 million is not too bad, 30 million is quite high, but still, yeah. you know, you, you pay the guy because it's, it's a commodity that's, that's not, uh, easily easily got in, in, in this league. Absolutely nailed it. And I think that, look, I, I, I do get that side of the argument. It is a big investment for a player that is in the, the, the latter stages of his career. Look, 25 to 30 million, it is probably, on the face of it, a bit of an overpay. But you've nailed it there, Danny, in the fact that you say, well, okay, what's the alternative then? Because you look at the next uh, backup option that I don't think you know has been very well received in terms of Heat Twitter, is someone like Spencer Dinwiddie at the same sort of money, maybe not quite as high, maybe between that 20 to 25. For me, there's, there's light years of difference there. And I like Spencer Dinwiddie as a player, but if you want a true point guard and somebody that has the influence to bring this team along, you pay them that money. Yes, it probably is slightly more than what you'd want to pay, but you pay for the, ne the necessary uh, needs. You look at that across football or soccer, you know, the, it, it, you'll always see it every single time players getting paid or players being transfer fees being way above what they should be maybe at market value. But if you get the right player, you pay what you need for that player. And Carl is that is that player for me. So I think really to, to summarise the negativities that we've seen, and look, it is only a, a minority because the vast majority of people we are fully behind this but for the people that say those criticisms i'll sort of wrap it up like this in the fact that you know you look at uh, Cole Lowry's best basketball of his career and I know he had some good years with DeMar DeRozan he's a multiple all-star um, but his best years were the championship year you know when he was playing with a superstar Kawhi Leonard when he was playing with Serge Ibaka that team was awesome and Cole Lowry was awesome in it he was the he was the beat of that team yes they had a superstar I understand that but you take away what's happened with the, well, with the Raptors since their championship run. Since they, they burst out of the bubble um, two years ago, or just over a year ago, funny enough, um, and you look at lots happened last year, they, they, they've been on a soft tank pretty much all year. They've not played in their own arena, in front of their own fans. Hell, they haven't even played in their own country for a year. So... I write off what happened with last season, especially when you had um, Pascal Siakam, who's supposed to be like the next big thing. You know, I love Pascal and he's a great player, but he had a real off season. We know that. Fred Van Fleet, another very good player. His emergence has been exceptional as well. But you can't tell me that if you put this Cole Lowry back on a team that's playing with Jimmy Butler in his prime 
and one of the best big men, most athletic big men in the league that is nowhere near his prime and he's going to keep getting better and better. We have not seen Bam play with a proper point guard. And again, that's no no disrespect to Goran Dragic because he's been brilliant. But he's had, we haven't seen him play with an all-star calibre point guard. So Bam's level is going to increase massively just because Kyle is there. You get a, you take away the fact that, that Jimmy's friendship and you know he's screaming out for that sort of player as well. This team becomes a championship contending team just by adding Kyle Lowry. That's my opinion. This is before you then look at the rest of the roster, which is what and the rest of the moves that we're rumored to be making, which we're going to come on to in a little while. This team really, really does scream for a true point guard. And we've now, hopefully, I'm not jumping the gun, but we've now hopefully acquired him. So I think this team becomes big just because of that. So the guys that say all of those negative things, I say, you know, you will be changing your mind. I guarantee you, you'll be changing your mind because you can't just look at the, the, the bag that he's going to be bringing in, how old he is, that doesn't mean anything. You put him around the right tangibles and this team is good. So there you go. That's my take on it. Going the other way, guys, unfortunately, means sad, sad goodbyes, it seems, to Goran Dragic. He, we picked up his 19.4 million player uh, team option yesterday that was announced, which means that obviously that means that he is going to be going out as part of this trade. Um now, first of all, before we talk about where he's going um, and obviously the value of this trade, first of all, Sam, back to you. Uh, Goran Dragic's heat tenure. Um, I've only been supporting this team since 2015-16, as I've made no secret about. Um, he's the longest tenure player that I've been supporting this uh, team, obviously, with UD as well. Uh, for me, this is going to be quite heartbreaking. I love Goran Dragic. How do you sort of sum up his heat career, mate? Absolutely. It's definitely going to be a heartbreaking moment. Um... For me, I feel like post big three, Goran Dragic signing was like the first glimpse of what's the word? Like a revival of this team. Mm. Like the day he was signed, there was just so much hope around Heat Twitter. Like everyone was happy. Everyone's on had the assumption that oh Pat Riley's back. The Heat gonna do their thing, pairing with Chris Bosch, Hassan Whiteside, and we're gonna be crazy, but yeah, it just didn't work out. And it's a shame because he gave his all for this team. He, he mm -hmm. played his body out, uh, injury in and out. He, he just gave it his all. And to see him get to the finals, unfortunately, we didn't win. And still not a consolation. But, I mean, mm. he did play a, a very big part in us getting to the final so yeah oh man without a doubt it's, it's, I mean, bit, it's bittersweet it's really bittersweet but uh, yeah it is and uh, you know that that run that bubble form that he had and you know seeing him with this the plantar fascia injury that's basically mm. six to eight weeks out and yet he was trying to play 48 hours later um, and then breaking down in tears when he realized it just wasn't going to happen that's someone who just screams heat culture and it's uh it's quite uh, sort of funny that obviously you say about the fact that you know he's brought in and i think that some of the guys were talking about it on heat twitter today and yesterday about um, he, he signed on the same day that it was announced, obviously, that Chris Bosch had his blood clot issues. And oh, yeah, that, I didn't that even team, think about that. Yeah, that team was, you know, arguably destined for the final. So it is real, really sad to, that we never got to see that partnership. Uh, Danny, is seven going in the rafters? It should do, shouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think everyone feels this way, surely. Um, I mean... I don't know if you, you know you guys remember, but uh, the 2018 All Star Game when Goran got selected uh, as a replacement, I think I believe it was, and that yeah. was just so exciting at the time. You know, we yeah. had we had nothing to to really 
get behind um you know that team you know it was it had its ups and downs they, you know all those teams since 2015 really uh, up until recently with Goran have been kind of up and down and all over the place but Goran has been you know the consistent guy who's, who's been there like you said you know he's he's some people's you know um longest tenured player and for some people you know he is the the best point guard that the team has ever seen so you know he, he made a, a, an all nba team made most improved player you know he, he's he's a, a, an amazing player um hall of famer is he a hall of famer i don't know but um he's definitely going in the in the raptors uh, in the rafters anyway for sure yeah definitely i think and even today i think there were some pictures of him spotted in slovenia having a having a selfie with a fan wearing his jimmy butler t-shirt just tells you exactly exactly what this guy means it's good it is really bittersweet there sam you said that right um I mean, he's, I've got two of his jerseys. I, I, I love him. I just, it's going to be a sad, sad day. But we knew it was coming. Look, the parting gift from Pat Riley was that 19 million player option. He's yeah. looked after him. And uh, you said that the other, uh, yesterday, Sam, So um, on Twitter. So I completely agree with that. But let's just look at that trade for a minute then, because it's going to be Goran Drogic and Precious Achua, by all accounts, um, according to reports, um, for, for uh, Kyle Lowry. Now, I expect this to probably be a three-team trade. I don't see Drogic ending up a Raptor by any means. I think everybody expects him maybe to see Dallas getting involved in this and we'll, he'll end up playing alongside Luca, which is uh, probably a dream come true for him. Um, I think the Raptors are going to end up with Precious. By all accounts, uh, Maziah uh, Azuri likes Precious Achua, always has done, so we think we're going to see him there. But I don't know what the trade looks like. I suppose we'll find out pretty soon, but I think that maybe we might see uh, some players moving from Dallas over to Toronto. That could be a Hardaway Junior, etc. But just from the Heat's point of view, uh, Sam, that seems like pretty good value, doesn't it? Cole Lowry in and uh, Dragic and, and Achua out. We haven't lost any real key assets there, have we? Yeah, absolutely. And they've man, they're finding a way to like tie in the salary, so it just gives us a bit of space to play with our like mid-level exceptions and all that. So mm. yeah, just have to see what the final trade is, but I'm hopeful. Yep. Yep, definitely. Um, a team option that was declined and sent us all into a little bit of a frenzy for a minute or two was, of course, Andre Guadala. Um, it makes things a little bit more difficult because I think the idea or, was that maybe both of these two uh, team options, big team options, we knew what they were for. They were there for to create trades and it makes it a little bit more difficult now, but not impossible. Uh, Danny, what do you make of this um, uh, de declined option here? Do we put it down really to simply there must have been no takers for Andre? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tricky. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you know, I was expecting that you would pick that up and then use him in a, in a signing trade uh, as you know a you know a piece to acquire a, a, a you know a larger contract. So mm. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can only you can only assume. I mean, you can only assume that they're just that they've scoured the lead, they've touted him out, and there just isn't anybody that wants to take that on, even as an expiring contract, which seems a bit strange. Um, but you, in, if that's the case, the Heat have obviously done the right thing because you can't take that option and then not find any buyers for him and end up with 15 million Andre Iguodala on your team. So I suppose. It's bittersweet again. I think the Heat would have liked to have used that uh, to, to use in trades, but uh, to maybe get that another sort of big level star or, you know, somebody of that calibre. But um, that's obviously not going to happen now. It limits us a little bit more, but we'll see what uh, what magic we can do. But yeah, I can only assume that that's the reason they might, because... They might be doing him a favour, uh, you know, if there are no suitors for him, maybe, you know, they decline that. Um, and, you know, they... Um, 
he he looks for offers just just elsewhere and that's that's just what he wants to do you know yeah. maybe if, you know maybe that's just it's just trying to help andre out you know he was a, a nice piece that we had there that that helped out a lot and and, and really sort of bonded with that team so yeah. um it could be a favor you know it, really it, it could it could right let's get on to um the other big news that sort of broke last night was that five reasons again reporting uh that he are looking at ways of trying to get demar de rosen reunited with carl lowry um, again, that excited me. I think that this addresses yet another glaring need. We knew what they were, a true point guard and a bucket getter. Um, DeMar DeRozan is a bucket getter 100%. Um, immediately, of course, there was lots of negative. What about the spacing? What about the shooting? And that's valid. But let's just look at the pros for a minute, Sam. Um, yes, there is a spacing issue there, but he is a he is a, he is a bucket getter. He's a scorer. He's an out-and-out scorer. He won't give you much defence. We know this. His mid-range is elite, um, and the, by all accounts, we don't know whether this is possible. It seems like a real big, real big task here for Andy and the rest of them in the front office. But mid-level exception, DeMar DeRozan, could be the biggest steal that we've seen in years, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's He's an absolute bucket getter, and like, I'm not too concerned about him playing alongside Bam and Jimmy Butler, provided we've got Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry on the court, because there's so so little you can do when you've got Duncan Robinson to guard and Kyle Lowry, who's also a threat from free. Mm-hmm. And like we've mentioned, Jamal DeRozan can get his own his own bucket. So yeah, provided he's on the court with those two, I'm not worried. And you could always find a spot for him on a ro- rotation if necessary. But I'm actually really sceptical of the possibility of getting him in a mid-level exception because that is one hell of a discount. And just looking at it from a contract point of view, I'm not really sure what his contractual status is, but um, I don't see a situation where he signs a mid-level exception as a free agent. It's probably going to be a signed trade, so we have to start thinking who's who's going out, Victor yeah. Oladipo, I don't know, but... Wow, it's it's really interesting, and the caliber of people that are reporting it just does give it a bit of credibility. So we just have to see where it's going. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, I, I'm completely with you. I'm really skeptical that a player like Demar Derozan, who could quite easily go and get 20 million a year in New York Knicks or or New Orleans Pelicans, somewhere like that, um, to to basically take half of that, just over nine million for the mid level exception. Um, I'm skeptical of it, but as you said, there's a lot of people out there that are reputable that are saying that this is the plan, and that would then allow you to probably keep Duncan as well, re-sign him, yeah. uh, which does change it everything again because now the spacing issue is 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 not really an issue. Um, although there would then be some glaring issues in the fact that that's a bloody small team. Uh, Danny, what do you think? First of all, do you, do you think that this is possible? Do you see either way that he takes a mid-level or even would you before, if he says, no, I want more than that, then a sign and trade with Duncan going the other way? What would you think of that? Um, do, do we know what DeMar DeRozan's... Con, con, is he a, isn't he an unrestricted free agent? It's un, he's unrestricted free agent, yeah. It, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so, um, so essentially it's it's... Basically, up to Demar, right? Yeah. So it's you know, it, I, do you want to keep, do you want to keep this San Antonio thing going, or do you want to go reunite with like one of your best friends and a chance at a championship for ten million less than what you would be getting otherwise? Actually, and it's, um, sorry to butt in, but there's no, just no. something I I just thought of um, me being an accountant, and you know, like Miami, we've got like no estate tax, so we actually have to weigh in what his net take home pay is going to be considering the tax from other states. So in sure, some so cases, might be getting even more. Yeah. In some cases, it might not be much of a difference when you look at the, the take home pay. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. 
exactly no, that's a good point sam and um and yeah you know like like i said you know a, a chance to this is this would be would you not say this is arguably probably demar de rosen's best chance that he's had yeah, well, this is what a lot of people are saying because there was a lot of rumours about him joining the Lakers when they um, obviously have a, they've gone and, and added um, Westbrook to the team and they were saying, well, DeMar could be the same scenario, a mid-level exception there for LA, although that's now been dismissed. So this is exactly it, Danny. It's either, I don't think he's going to stay, stay with, the, with the Spurs, although that could there could be a sign and trade there happen uh, with, for example, somebody like Duncan Robinson, where that could just literally be the best outcome for, for the Spurs. Um, so the option will be really for Demar is do you want to go and get your best chance of winning the ring which means you've got to take that discount and look 10 million tax free is still not to be sniffed out sorry nine point something or do you want to go and get double that and and go and join a Knicks or go and join a, a Pelicans or something like that so there is that decision personally I'm still skeptical I think he could probably join a challenging team maybe Dallas I mean we keep talking about Dallas but you know they've, they've got a lot of the same sort of uh, targets as we have um, and you know any time any team you join that's going to have uh, a core of of Luka Doncic and and so on on your team is going to give you a good chance of winning so there are decisions there I think that um it all comes down to really how much he wants to reunite with Carl, uh, be in a city that's got a real good chance of winning a title. And we do sort of tick that box. Let's see. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But what I love is I, I love the names that I've had. We've all had on our lists here. And they all seem to be good. The, the, it's like the Heat are, are agreeing. It's like they, they've got the same vision. And that's what I love to see. It's like we're, we're all on the same page. Um, I sort of originally dismissed the facts that when the, uh, the, the, the Rosen rumours came out last night before we had any sort of hint of the mid-level exception that it was going to mean that there's no chance that you keep Duncan Robinson on the team. By all accounts today, we hear that again, not only do they want to try and add Carl uh, Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, they also want to try and keep Duncan Robinson and the by all accounts, just before we come on, we've heard rumours that, that again, Duncan Robinson's priority and is, uh, is to stay in Miami with this team. And there's a chance that that could happen if, of course, DeMar signs mid-level exception. It also means that we could keep hold of Tyler Hero. So this team now could be looking exceptionally good and also add a bit of depth. Um, what do we think here then, guys? Do we think if Duncan is re-signing, what do you do? Because the other name that we haven't spoke about is um, who maybe would go at the four. And we heard last night from Miami Heat beat Christian Hernandez saying that Batum was there. Uh, interested in that um, it, there was some interest there from the heat and mutual interest back again um, and I quite like the idea of that but if Duncan is here what do we do here as a starting five do we go small and do we do uh, Kyle Jimmy Duncan Damar Bam Sam what do you think of that is that is that is that going to cause I mean obviously you can see the pros but there's some cons there as well that's pretty small where's the rebounding coming from there exactly and I was getting to it um, I feel like it's going to be like <laughs> a, a day day by day sort of thing and Funny enough, for all these free agents being talked about, I'm not hearing the sort of caliber that will grab us rebounds. And just looking at who's available, we've got like Jeff Green, who's who did play pretty well in the, in the place in the playoffs. I like uh, Daniel Tice, how how you pronounce it yeah, from Boston, Tice, yeah. and he seems to be right within our budget. So I feel like, well, I don't want to believe the front office are making all these moves and they're forgetting about the issue we had at rebounding unless they feel Dwayne Dedman's healthy enough to play substantial minutes. But I don't want to believe that the front office are just neglecting it, thinking we'd be fine with shooting and basket making. Mm. 
Danny, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that you would go for that sort of more sort of star-studded elite lineup, or do you think that for the balance and fit of the team, you are better maybe sacrificing a DeRozan or, or a Robinson, for example, um, and then looking at, for example, like the names we just said there, uh, Batum, Markeith Morris, um, I think Michael Green, uh, Malik Monk have all been uh, sort of shown um, that, that there's interest there at that four spot. Do you think that the balance might be better with someone like that? Yeah, I feel like... You you can't you surely can't if you if you keep Duncan Robinson that you put I I know that uh, Demar has like plays the four, um, but that's you know that's not going to be the same as when you have an undersized big man who can't shoot threes on your team as well. Um, so sure you know if that's the situation then surely you would have Demar come off the bench would you not? Um, but then it's just a well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, DeMar uh, apparently played the majority of his basketball last season for the Spurs at the four. Um, I'm not yeah. saying it, it, it sort of it, it means that everything's all hunky-dory, but it, it does help the fact that he's used to the position. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's you know, that's what I, I was saying. You know, he, 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 he's capable of playing the four. It's just, well, in that case, you've got two, you know, you've got two undersized guy, you know, guys at yeah. the, you know, so... Um, yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, but so, yeah, you know, you, you throw, you, you know, if you could get your hands on, you know, like an Otto Porter or a Rudy Gay or a, a Jeff Green or, or someone like that, you know, so a, a guy that's got a bit of size to him at the four, he's not going to get kind of bullied around down there. Um, and um, and you can keep Bam, you know, someone who's also capable of shooting as well, which is key because then you can keep Bam at the five and and keep him doing what he does, uh, you know, yeah. that sort of rim rolling and 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 uh, dribble handoff threat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my sort of best case scenario. I think that that's probably, um, the, the, I, I agree that that's probably the better fit. I think if you could add in a, uh, yeah, Batumu that gives you that stretch four option, um, yeah, a, a green, a Rudy Gay example, uh, that, that's, that's probably the, it is the better way around it. But let me ask you this then. Let's say one of those guys, and we don't know who yet. There seems to be a short list of maybe half a dozen guys there that the Heat have got their interest in. Um, Let's say then it comes down to one of those, obviously Bam, obviously Jimmy, obviously Kyle. Um, who would you then choose, Sam, if I gave you the choice of DeMar DeRozan or Duncan Robinson? Duncan Robinson. He he creates his his shooting gives a bit more opportunity to other players on the court, and he's a much better shoot, shooter than DeMar DeRozan. I mean, DeMar DeRozan can get you a basket, but Duncan Robinson on the court gives you the opportunity for Bam to go to work or Jimmy Butler to go to work. And hopefully when we do have Kyle Lowry, that's a scary pair. You, you can't leave both of them open. So mm. I'd rather have Don Robertson on there. Okay. Danny, do you agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Okay. So we're going, but, but two votes out for with Duncan over DeMar. Let's just say, for example, I think it's I think it will be one or the other because unless they can make, you know, wave their magic wand and get that MLE. Uh, for for Demar, let's just say, for example, it is um, Demar Derozan rather than Duncan Robinson. That is a lack of shooting, and that's that was the first outcry as soon as those rumours were landed. Um, that they just said, "Look, where's your buckets coming from there?" Or oh, sorry, where's your shooting coming from there? Because if you look at it, then you've got no Dragic shooter, no Duncan shooter, no Tyler Hero possibly shooter, no Kendrick Nunn shoot. They're all they're all your shooters. They're also two of two point guards gone there. Three point guards, no, two point guards, two and a half if you include Tyler Hero. Um, so what happens here then? Because Carl uh, Lowry will be your only point guard. Um, are we looking at Gabe Vincent as the backup minutes here, mm -hmm. Sam? 
Um, I mean, well, he's more than capable if you ask me, but <laughs> I feel like um, having a look at the the names on the Summer League team, we might, who knows, we might find a diamond in a rough again. Yep. So, yeah, I feel there's still quite a few sections on that team to be filled. So we've just got to wait and see. We have got to wait and see, yes. So the, and, the one and, thing... Yeah, go on, Danny. Yeah, yeah, no, the one thing for me would be We've been talking for a while about what Bam Adebayo's sort of priority should be in this offseason. But if that's the situation that you put yourself in, you go, right, well, forget about learning how to post people up. You just need to start shooting threes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that will become a priority, as you say. And I think if it does end up as Damar and no Duncan Robinson, um, by all accounts, you know, the Heat are quite big and have quite high hopes of Max Struess. Um, We saw some flashes of it last year. And I think if... Uh, if he's the, one of the only options, I think we'll see some progression there. Maybe even Duncan Robinson-esque in that sense. But I think the sense would be to go out and get a, a sort of vets minimum shooter like a JJ Redick or even a Wayne Ellington again. Would you uh, would you agree with that, Sam? Would that be a good good get good pickup? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can we could never do it enough shooting and like Wayne Ellington has proved himself while he was a member of this team, and he is within budget depending yep. on what the moves we make. But yeah. It's a possibility, and I like the idea of that. Good stuff. Before we come on to the final question, um, the the forgotten man, Danny, is um, Victor Oladipo again. What do we think here? Because, you know, we know we, we've spoke about it, that, that, you know, we know the injury concerns, but we know that we expect him to be back into full health just after the season starts, perhaps. Um, what's Vic's plan here, do you think? Do you think that he just gets a one-and-done, you know, uh, prove-yourself deal anywhere, like someone's going to throw a bit of money at him? Or do you think that he might look at it, especially after these big uh, money moves that the Heat could look at acquiring here, and think, you know, if I just take a, 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 a low deal, you know, we're talking maybe even the three, four million sort of mark, that he could be a big part of another sort of title running team here. Do you think that that would appeal to him? Or do you think that he'll just look at the fact that he'll just go and get maybe a one and done big contract somewhere else? Yeah, it's tricky because he's, no one really knows anything about Vic. You know, no one really knows necessarily what his health is, you know, what his health is like right now. And, you know, if he's, what he's going to be like when he's back, um, what does he want from his team? Did he like his stint here? He's a complete shot in the dark at this point. Um, I mean, you know, could you pay him and then package him in a deal with with Tyler Hero for a player, you know, and they take a flyer on, you know, Tyler Hero, you know, young guy, uh, up and coming, you know, exciting young talent and Vic, who's, you know, mm. got potential, but, you know, has injuries. So, you yeah. know, and, and what could what could that kind of a package land you? Um, because, Absolutely. you know, I don't think that the the DeMar DeRose and the Kyle Lowry's and, and stuff is, is the only avenues that we're going to go down here. I think there's still potential moves you mm. know if you're keeping Duncan Robinson well what do you need Tyler Hero for yeah um you know can you can you maybe trade him for, you know for, and Vic and and, and who other who else for for someone so um yeah I'm not really sure the Vic oh, is yeah. Vic doesn't post a lot on social either so no, <laughs> just to uh, add to that um gone and I just wanted to add to that like if personally speaking if I'm Victor Depot's agent with his injury history I'm going for whoever's going to give me as much money in a longer plan. Of so course. I'm going for like two, three years, whatever. And personally speaking, I don't think there's any team that's a challenger that can offer that. So it might be a case where he just ends up in like, I don't know, Sacramento, where he's given the opportunity to like rehab and then see if he gets better. Mm. I don't see how he, how he ends up on either this Heat team or, mm. or a challenging team. Yeah, I think, and look, I, I, I do not 
you know, any grudges against whatever he wants to do because uh, he knows that his time could be limited. We don't, you know, this is an injury that keeps reoccurring. So if he wants to go and get uh, a payday somewhere, wherever it may be, even if it is amongst the, you know, the also runs, the, the Detroit's, the Sacramento's, then I honestly wouldn't blame him. But um, you know, we'll see. He has become a little bit of the forgotten man. As, as Danny quite rightly said there, you know, a sign and trade with Vic and add Tyler Harrow to that, that's pretty attractive. You know, if you can get a fully firing, fully healthy Oladipo and, and Tyler Harrow, you know, continuing to progress, that might land you a good name. So we'll see. As we know, there's going to be lots of twists and turns. It's going to be wild. It's going to start literally in a matter of hours. We'll know what happens and it's going to be a pretty wild summer. Before we let you go, guys, here's the, I want you to rate this offseason. You might have seen this uh, on, on my Twitter feed just before we come on. But I said to us, uh, to, to the followers, Let's say it becomes a off-season where we sign Cole Lowry, we sign DeMar DeRozan to the full mid-level exception, we re-sign Duncan Robinson, and we keep Tyler Harrow. What do you rate that out of 10, Sam Aquara? A minimum of 12, because it's been a while since we've had that sort of this sort of money to play with and have these sort of players available on the market. So the only other year I can think back to is when we gave everyone else the extension with like James Johnson and all that. So James yeah. Jones rather, or James Johnson rather. But um, yeah, it, it will be a fantastic 10 out of 10 for me. And I feel the front office have learned from their mistakes and they're, they're in win mode. So I'm not expecting any bad trades. Okay, like it. Danny, same question. Yeah, sorry. What was the scale that we were? What was what, it out of, the, out of the, ten? Between the zero and ten, but of course, Sam, <laughs> Sam went through, through the yeah. charts. Yeah, that's what I say. I was like, "What is this scale?" Uh, no, yeah, I'm I'm quite high too. I'd say, well, I don't know. I've got a funny feeling about this this off season because, well, yeah, like Sam said, we haven't had this much sort of flexibility and um, <clears throat> so many potential avenues of uh, you know, and and all these different players, you know, that uh, Heat are always in the running for someone and all the next the next star, but. This season, this off season, it feels a bit different. Uh, it feels like they they have a genuine, genuine shot at completely turning this team around from last year. Um, so I'd say a solid, solid nine out of ten. I think. Love it. Okay, I I put that out, and there was one guy before Sam giving a twelve. There, there was one guy that had the right answer, and he gave an eleven out of ten. Everyone else was all around the sort of sevens and eights and things. I think, <laughs> I think, I, that's what I mean. Heat fans are spoiled. We're spoiled. So give me look, give me Brandon Ingram, and it'll be a fifty. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But look, one thing we do know, um, apart from the fact that it seems. 99% certain we're going to get Cal Lowry. The rest is still very much an unknown. It's going to be wild. Um, I can't wait for it. We're going to be regular with the content. So please keep coming back here, guys. Until then, um, we'll wrap it up there and then. Danny and uh, Sam, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm going to be staying up quite late tonight, hopefully seeing a lot of stuff go on. So keep uh, keep hold of the Twitter feed, everyone. Um, until some point next week when we've got probably a lot to talk about. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Take care. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.